You're listening to the Open Bible Podcast, where we bring Bible truths to basic principles. I'm your host, Richard Moses, and I'm thankful that you joined us for another episode here in the middle of January as we launch out into Mission 1073. Today, we're going to unpack what happened at church this last Sunday as we looked at Mission 1073. Hey, if this is a help to you, or if you know that somebody else needs this information, do us a favor and share it with those in your circle. Now, without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. All right, good morning, Pastor. It's a cold day. Yes, it is. Very cold morning here in South Jersey. Throws all my hair off. Throws all your hair <laughs> off and your toes. Oh, man. Had to start the car. I wore the overcoat today. Woo. Scarf's out. All right. It's cold. Yeah, it's a little bit chilly. It's not, <laughs> we're not in Las Vegas anymore, huh? No, 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 no. Yeah, it's, it's a cold day. Yeah, it's a it cold is. day. All right, folks. So uh, yesterday we were able to start something new in the history of our church called Mission 1073. And yesterday was the launch of Mission 1073. And we were talking about stewarding the mission. And so, Pastor, we're going to um, look at it real briefly today. But why don't you give us the uh, scriptural context for that? And then we'll jump into um, the expectations as our church moves forward. Yeah, well, we, we take a look at uh, Matthew 28, 19 and 20. It says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Now, that's the first part of our missions statement. And the second part comes from 2 Timothy 2.2. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Our mission statement here at Open Bible is making disciples of Christ who are making disciples of Christ. And um, we're talking about stewarding the mission. And we went to uh, second, uh, 1 Corinthians, um, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and we took, uh, took a look at what it means to steward the, the mission um, and how Paul talks about uh, that we are to steward the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, and, and that's something that um, every believer is required to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's unpack that mission statement briefly. Making disciples of Christ who are making disciples of Christ has two assumptions with it. The first assumption would be that there are people that are unsaved that are going to be coming to our church making disciples. Right. That's the first Correct. one. Correct. So what does that mean for us as far as our uh, organization? What should be our passion? What should be our goal every week? Well, every week we need to be uh, reaching people. We need to be inviting people. We need to be uh, uh, giving gospel invitations to people um, because you cannot make disciples of Christ if you are not actively doing that. It's an impossibility. Mm -hmm. And then we want to be able to get to a place where the disciples that are already here are then training those new disciples to make more disciples. So not only is it inviting people to come, but it's then taking that next step to say, now I'm going to invest into those new people. Right. It's it's inviting and then, like you say, investing. Mm -hmm. um, we invite them to come, then we invest in them to go. Right, right. And, and so... 
that's where our whole basis is um, found in Scripture for Open Bible Baptist Church, in Matthew and in 2 Timothy 2.2. 2. To be honest with you, if we're not doing that, we really have no reason to exist. Absolutely. So there's 12 things that we outlined, and we're going to go through them real quickly, about if we were to commit to making disciples of Christ, who are making disciples of Christ, here is what would be true and what you can expect from your church. And so, Pastor, will you unpack those 12 things for us today? Yeah, um, we can expect that we are not going to accept the status quo. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as everybody knows, something that is, is healthy is growing. Mm-hmm. And, and so um, we're not just going to stay where, where we have been. Uh, we can expect that we're going to see new people uh, with us each week. You know, I think if people expect something and they have bought into it, they're going to they're going to want to see new people. They're they're going to want to um, uh, see those expectations come to fruition. Absolutely. If you are out doing the mission, then you will come to church on Sunday anticipating the mission going forward. Yeah. Meaning new people in the pews each week, so we can expect to see. New people each week in our church. We can accept. We can expect to see people saved. Correct. Um, it's one thing to see new people, but we don't want new people to come as they are and and leave as you were. Right. Right. You know, we expect them to change, and that's that's not something that we can do. Mm-hmm. But we're what we're saying is we're expecting God to work. Yeah, we ought to expect that when we get to our celebration Sundays or baptism Sundays every month, that they're going to be people that were saved and are now baptized every single month. As we move forward, and if it doesn't happen, we ought to be um, a little bit more motivated yeah. to be able to go out and say, "Hey, we need to get some more people here that are unsaved and that need to hear this message." What's the next thing we can expect? Well, this is something uh, you know we were talking a little bit local, uh, uh, locally and personally here, and now um, we're going to talk a little bit globally. We, we're going to expect to see people uh, sent out as missionaries, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. more missionaries on the field to be able to reach those people that we'll never come in contact with. Yep. Um, we're going to expect people to be challenged each week to continue to reach people with the gospel. We're going to expect to be uncomfortable at times, um, and uh, because growth sometimes makes us uncomfortable, doesn't it? Right. It, you might be uncomfortable, whether it be that you have to sit in a new place, yeah. whether it be that you might be asked to serve in a new ministry, yeah. whether it be that you might be stretched in a way that you have never been stretched before. But growth is often uncomfortable, but it's been said that the best things happen just outside of our comfort zones. We've, all, so, we've all heard it said, uh, that phrase, growing pains, right? Right, the growing pains. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, we can also expect to see a new staff over the next five years. Now, again, this is a five-year uh, plan mm-hmm, here mm-hmm. that we're doing, so um, we can expect to see people who don't look like us, and we, we want that. Yeah. Um, we don't want to see the same faces every week. The same faces, the same lifestyles, the same, uh, you know, whatever you want to say, age group, age right. bracket. There's going to be people that look different in our church, and those ought to be people that we love on and bring into the fellowship. Um, we can expect to see disciples of Christ making disciples of Christ. And, mm-hmm. and currently, we've got 28 people in discipleship right yeah. now. And I'll tell you, 20 of those are actually teenagers in yeah. our church, which is awesome. Yeah, that is. Um, because that's the next generation. Yep. So that's really great. Yep. Uh, we can expect an attitude of complacency will not be a part of our operating procedures. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason for this is because uh, life and death. Yeah. It's all about life yeah. and death. 
we can't come in with the attitude of, eh, yeah, we're doing pro- we're doing all right. Yeah, we're doing pretty, doing pretty good. good. Yeah, bills are paid. Yep. You know, the people were here. Yep. Yeah, we have to be hungry for more souls. Yep. And we can expect an uh, and we can expect an attitude of mediocrity will not be a part of our thinking. Um, why? Because um, our God is an excellent God, mm-hmm. and, and and everything that we do should reflect His glory and His excellence. There's a big difference between good and great. Yes. Absolutely. And there's a great divide between the two. Yes, there is. Um, but if you have an attitude of like, eh, pretty good, mm-hmm. then uh, you're never going to get there. So mediocrity cannot be a part of our DNA. We have to strive for excellence so that the Lord's work can go forward. Man, that's great. Hey, we have uh, a little thing to do real quick called the Richard Medell Minute. Hey. All right, let's do it. I always look forward to this. Absolutely. This is the reason I listen to the podcast. <laughs> All right, folks, it's the Rich and Riddell Minute where we just talk about everyday normal life things. And, Pastor, we have a challenge Uh this year to be able to pass out three gospel invitations a week. Okay, so personally take the challenge, three gospel invitations a week. Let me ask you this on the Rich and Riddell Minute this morning. What is one way that you have found that is extremely easy to pass out a gospel track? Man, when you're going to the gas station, Mm -hmm. uh, how about this? You could also, uh, when you go to the grocery store, store. Um, you could give it to your neighbor. Um, man, there's uh, the waitress, the, the, the waiter. I mean, there's numerous things. I, I told people that are shut-ins, put them in your bills when you mail them out. Absolutely. Yeah. How about you? Yesterday, I gave Patrick an invitation to church at the McDonald's drive through as I was picking up a drink last night on the way home. Oh. And uh, hopefully Patrick will come to church this week. But I think it's just being aware of the people around you and intentional about passing those out everywhere that you go. Now, let me ask you this as we wrap up the Richard Riddell Minute. Is it okay to invite the same person to church twice? Uh, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. the, the squeaky wheel gets the oil, right? Yeah. Most of the time, people don't come on the first time. No, they don't. So they invite, don't. invite, 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 invite. Why are we doing this? Because the mission matters most. That's right. Hey, that's been the Richard Riddell Minute, folks. Thanks for listening. Yeah, hopefully Patrick will come. That'd yeah, great. I, I'm excited about Patrick. I hope that he comes. I, I go to that uh, McDonald's right over on New Brooklyn often because, you know, get a get iced coffee or grab chicken nuggets for miles or whatever. Right. Um, and it's right outside of ShopRite. So or a Big it. Mac for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you know, hey. <laughs> Quarter pounder. In the past. In the past. In the past. Yeah. I'm trying to be better about that. Oh, good. Yeah, good. That's good. That's good. Hey, folks, we've been talking about Mission 1073 today, and we talked about our ministry structure, 12 things that you can expect from your church and pastor again why are we doing this because the mission matters the most i got up this morning and that's what i was thinking about over and over and over again the mission matters the most why am i doing what i am doing because the mission matters the most why am i going to um, allow the spirit to work in me today because the mission matters the most why am i going to respond in kindness and love and and graciousness and joy Why am I going to be long-suffering? Why? Because the mission matters the most. Thanks for listening today to the Open Bible Podcast, where we bring Bible truths to basic principles. If you have a question about anything you heard or would like us to go into more detail, you can send an email to podcast at openbiblenj.org. Follow us on Twitter at The Open Bible Pod or subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Open Bible Podcast. We'll see you next week where we continue to bring Bible truths to basic principles.